Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring how we become our very best in the world by being kind to ourselves. I'm Pete Sibley, the Self-Kindness Coach, and I'm so glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley. Wow. You know, I am grateful. I am grateful to be here with you and the fact that you clicked play on a title that says shame and embarrassment. Oh my goodness, you are a courageous human being. I love that you and I are connected this way. I love that you're part of this group, part of this clan of us that are interested and passionate and committed to being self-kind. So I recorded this a little differently. I was on location (laughs) out and about and I grabbed my phone in that moment of inspiration and recorded this podcast that I had started working on. And um, so so that's what you'll hear as you hear the recording. I'm recording this, um, recorded it on my phone, and it is part of what I feel like is going to be a series. I'm not sure how it's all going to come together, but right now I'm calling it Not Knowing a World Without It. And that is inspired by, uh, if you're on my email list, you probably saw it, or if you get my Instagram feed, you maybe saw it there. But recently I was having a conversation with my kids. We were in the kitchen and chatting and I'm, you know, I did the thing. I made that comment that ha- gets your kids looking at you like are you, like you must be from a different planet. You know, dad is <laughs> essentially what the look says. And I said that, you know, well, I remember when a friend of mine in college showed me what email was, and then it broke into this big conversation about, like, you know, some of my kids had no idea that Amazon had been a book, some of my kids, both of my kids didn't have an idea that Amazon had been, you know, a bookstore when it first started, or that Netflix uh, streaming wasn't a thing for, you know, Streaming's only been a thing for, you know, a short time. And that's kind of what I said. I was like, well, you know, to me, it has only been a, a brief little moment in time that Netflix has been known as, as streaming, like, net, you know, binge-watching Netflix seems so normal to them, but, like, that seems brand new to me. So, anyway, it made me think of when my dad would tell the stories about, I remember going over to Kenny's house and we would watch, you know, the TV. His family had the only TV on the block. And my brothers and I would stare at my dad and be like, what are you talking about, the only TV on the block? Like, we have four TVs in our house. And so suddenly I made that connection. First of all, that I was doing that to my kids. But second of all, it's like sometimes we forget. We have 
you know, lived so much or we've experienced so much that there are people, you know, know, obviously, but, you know, my kids, they just don't know a world without these things. Just like I didn't know a world without a TV, you know, in everybody's house, my kids didn't know and don't know a world pre-Amazon having, you know, just about everything that you can get, pre-Netflix or any of these streaming, but like that you actually had to wait in line for a movie and then it became a thing where you could actually rent that movie and bring it to your house and to if you have a thought about a movie, it's like suddenly Alexa suggests where you can down, download it now. So not knowing a world without that's what this series is going to be called not knowing a world without it and i wanted to take a look at that from this standpoint of self-kindness now self-kindness we are looking at thoughts in our head and emotions and the thought and emotions and how those are connected that is the work of self-kindness it's thought work it's powerful work It's courageous. It can be scary work. It's mind-blowing work. And it does so much. Uh, Yeah, so much. I mean, one thing that I was putting in that email was my clients come, you know, the thing that we work on is thoughts. And the outcomes look like a whole bunch of different things, but we were doing the same thing. So they might say that as a parent, their bedtimes are going more smoothly. Well, that would be thought work. Or they might say that with clients, they are noticing that they're setting better boundaries with their clients. They're being more clear about payments. They are you know, having what they thought in the past were conversations that were too hard to have. And guess what? Thought work. Relationships with your parents, with your spouse, with yourself. Guess what? Thoughts. Thoughts. And so whatever we bring to the table, that's why I am so confident that this thought work is for everybody. And it's self-work, self-kindness. It's kind to us to do this work. What this made me think of is that not knowing a world without stress, not knowing a world without overwhelm, not knowing a world without getting annoyed at kids, not knowing a world without being upset with how our leaders act, or not knowing a world that people don't feel like there are huge injustices. Not knowing a world without a mind that nags us, that beats us up. So that's where this inspiration came from. And my first thoughts, my first emotions that I wanted to do this work with was with shame and embarrassment. So here we go. All right, so sitting by the beautiful Carmel 
River Beach, if you've ever had a chance to be here, um, you know, you're just lucky. I sit here and I'm looking out and just can't help but feel like one of the luckiest human beings on the planet. So, all right, good place to start talking about my friends, shame and embarrassment. I have such a long history with with these two and it's taken a lot of work work that I'm still doing right now today came up today had a beautiful session with my therapist today and it just circled back around to my old friends shame and embarrassment uh she was saying embarrassed but after I got off the call with her and did some reflecting, you know, the the two never travel very far from each other. So, so I wanted to use this as a place to unpack it a little bit, put this on the podcast, and give some feedback of what has come up for me. But I would love, 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 love if you... Uh, you know, what your reaction is, what you get out of this. I find that this is such a huge part, unspoken part of our culture, our society. It just lives here. It's part of, I haven't met an adult who doesn't carry this somewhere in their story. And, you know, especially uh, men, And this day and age, especially white men. And so speaking to you from the body shell (laughs) this lifetime as a white man, um, I'm going to put some stuff out there about shame and embarrassment. So lots of places where shame and embarrassment show up. And, you know... You can hear it in my breathing too, right? It's in the chest. It lives in the chest. You know, that's one part of my practice is to find out where do these words, these definitions live. Like, you know, right now it's hard to breathe. It definitely lives in the chest. Um, It's also in the neck and in the head. Kind of wants to make my head go foggy so like I can't focus. But shame and embarrassment... Shame, I maybe define as um, like the, the quality of feeling like that's not good or I, that's not being good. So shame might be, you know, feeling that you made a wrong decision. Uh, I recently felt shame about, you know, feeling like I was going through some hard stuff and then suddenly was listening to the news about children being shot intentionally in uh, another country uh, that's at war. And suddenly I noticed that I was feeling shame about my um, quote-unquote problems and what I was dealing with. So shame comes up, that's not good. Like, Pete, that's not good that you're focusing on these trivial things. Like, you know, I've heard people say all the time, like, oh, first world problem right? So that's, that's shame. And the second is 
embarrassed or embarrassment. Now, embarrassment, the way that I'm defining it or using it here is the quality of feeling diminished or feeling less than uh, embarrassment. And I don't think you need me to give you an example. If you've lived on this planet, you have experienced embarrassment. So these words, they get used interchangeably. They seem to live together. They have a, you know, they're, they're twins or maybe, um, what's that saying? The, the just opposite sides of the same coin. Maybe that's not being used right. But what I wanted to share in this today was that both of these are powerful feelings. They're powerful emotions. They're powerful states of being. And I'm using that powerful on purpose. Power filled. Now we experience these and here is what happens. We put power into that experience. You know, we have the thought like we shouldn't be, you know, thinking about our problems and then we feel shame and we put power into it. It's like we put a deposit in like a bank account or we, you know, fill up the batteries like a, a, a backup system, like power system. For both of these, when we feel embarrassment or shame, they are highly charged, lots of energy, and we put it in there. Now, a lot of times, um, shame and embarrassment in men ends up coming out as rage and anger and frustration. You know, it it flat, it it just ignites. Uh, in women, it seems to be more subtle. Like it goes in, and then maybe it gets turned in on, you know, inward. So, I'm not here to to kind of pull it apart between men and women. I just, you know, that just came to mind. So, so what I wanted to just explore as a possibility. I mean, that is what we're doing on this podcast of self kindness with Pete is what if there's another way? What if shame and embarrassment, there's another way to work with these? The old way is maybe we push it down, we it comes out, like I said, in rage, or it gets buried. Um, and maybe the other old way is drastic actions. The other way is years of therapy. Um, you know, and there are lots of tools, but I got really curious today of like, how can I shorten that time down? How can I feel that experience of what I might call shame or embarrassment and reclaim that power? Can self-kindness be, can self-kindness do that? Can it do the alchemy of turning that powerful feeling of shame and embarrassment into something that serves me, that is self-kind? And my answer, (laughs) yes, hell yeah, 
freaking effing a yeah and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say because uh i know sometimes there's kids listening so effing a yes yes it can self-kindness can reclaim that but first we need to do we need to understand i mean it all comes from understanding the power of our ability self-awareness to notice if you've been with me for a minute, you know that self-kindness is all about noticing, being aware, watching it. So to begin to reclaim the power of shame and embarrassment that you feel, you first need to get in touch with the benefit. And that's right. That's you know, that's part of a self-kindness practice is to begin to realize that even these negative, uncomfortable, like terrifying emotions, states of being, well, it all has a payoff. Otherwise, why would we be doing it? So what is the payoff for shame and embarrassment? So here's what I came up with. The payoff for shame and embarrassment, the first one is it is a very, very strong reaction. Internally and maybe externally, physically in you. It has, like I said, big power. We really feel that. And here's the kicker. It's like we forget at times we're here as human beings to have a human experience. And a human experience is feeling the feels. So, you know, our body knows that, like the spirit knows that on some level. So getting a big hit, a big reaction is why we're here. It's just normal. So that's one of the payoffs. It's a big one, you know? So the second benefit, the second payoff is it's a very strong thing to identify with. And I know this one. I know this comes up for my clients that I work with. I know it comes up with friends and family who I talk with. It's a very strong thing to identify with. And it's really hard to shake loose. Because the more you want to shake it loose, the more you get pushback on it. Like, well, you know, you don't deserve to shake it loose. Or you don't deserve to feel comfortable. Remember, you are, like, you should be ashamed. Like, and, like, this, uh, that was embarrassed. So it's like, it becomes circular and kind of feeds back, it loops back into itself. So this is why it's it's such a powerful thing to identify with, even when we say we don't want to identify with it. So two big payoffs, strong reaction, we get to really feel it. Second one is it's a strong identity. It's like we get to be like, boom, tied into that. And the other payoff that I notice is I don't have to feel uncomfortable with something that's different and 
really that's like I don't have to feel good. Like I get to justify and be okay with feeling the way that I'm feeling. It's like if I'm feeling ashamed or embarrassed and my wife invites me to, you know, I don't know, join her on the back deck with uh, a brownie and a glass of milk. It's like, well, if I go over and I join her, it's like I've abandoned that whole thing about being ashamed and embarrassed or I've pushed it down. I haven't, you know, so it's like we'd rather kind of hold on to it for a moment. And that way I get to, my payoff is I get to stay closed up. I get to keep myself closed and closed equals protected. If I don't have to extend myself out as much, there's a bigger chance that I might not get hurt. So it brings me full circle back to what one of my mentors, Byron Katie, says, which is, other people can't hurt me. That's my job. And so my third payoff for shame and embarrassment, the benefit is I get to stay closed and do my own internal self little beat up thing, which is more comfortable and known for me to me than maybe I open myself up and then others might hurt me. So, you know, as an introvert, no wonder why I'm I'm into this whole game. It keeps me going in. Like, that's my payoff. Even though we're feeling shame and embarrassment because of what we think of others are thinking about us, it's like we'd rather stay introverted and keep that energy in for us than putting that energy out with other people. All right, so to reclaim that power for something new with self-kindness to get into that, you know, deposit that we've made, that battery that is fully charged with energy, we can begin with first turning the thought around. Now, this is part of the self-inquiry work that I teach people. It comes from my mentor, Byron Katie, Uh, along with other thought work that I love to do, this tool of turning around helps me to start to reclaim, redefine, re-understand, recalibrate my relationship with something like shame and embarrassment. So it looks like this. Embarrassment, if that means feeling diminished or less than, if I turned that definition around to the opposite embarrassment within that turnaround is now feeling not diminished but maybe uplifted or empowered and less than feeling more and that's what I found in the payoff that is definitely what I'm experiencing that embarrassment I'm saying it's I feel diminished But really, it gives me that internal boost. It gives me that internal identity that, that, you know, even though it's uncomfortable and it feels sucky, (laughs) I still go back to because 
it's familiar. Shame, if I turn that around, which is that's not good, or not being good, turned around, that is good. And it's a weird good. It's like I'm addicted to feeling the negative. So I want to reclaim that. Self-kindness is how I do that. You know, I see that about myself. I've understood that about myself by doing this work. Now here with you, how I'm kind of leading, you know, us through it. And it's like, I want that power back. I'm done with that. Like shame, embarrassment. I'm I'm open to maybe learning some more, but like from right here, right now, like I want to set you aside. I've got other things. I've got new things that I want to explore in my life. I feel like I have turned over and explored and checked out every nook and cranny of shame and embarrassment for now. It might come back, but for now, I'm done with you, all right? So I want to reclaim that power, that power that I've been putting in. So I do that by literally going back to the image that I'm defining. In my mind's eye, I go back to shame or embarrassment. As I see it, Pete that is ashamed, Pete that is embarrassed, And I begin to look at that same experience, but now dropping that whole narrative about it's shameful and it's embarrassing. And when I do that, I notice that at least me putting the deposit in stops. Like I shut that valve just by going back to that image, that time in my mind's eye and taking a look at it again, but this time without that definition. If you've heard me in the past, you might hear me ask one of the four questions of self-inquiry, which is, who would I be without the thought? Well, that's what I'm doing here. That's how I reclaim it. Going back, who am I without the thought? And now, the next move is to move into that space without the thought and bring a quality of self-kindness. Bring a quality of love. Can I do that? Am I willing to drop my story? Am I willing to be wrong about everything I was thinking before to just see it? without my story and to love into that image of Pete. Hmm. And to continue to reclaim that, I'm just, I get to decide moment by moment. That's how I'm going to meet the story. I'm going to do that intentionally. I'm going to Look at it, drop my story, and then lean in, love into it. Because guess what? That image in my mind, well, that's Pete. And 
That's what self-kindness is. Loving all the parts of Pete. You know? Or loving all the parts of you. And, you know, self-kindness is not an easy freaking thing to do. It's not. That's why I do the work that I do. That's why I ask my clients and tell them, like, you're committing to something here. Like, we're doing this. I'm not taking the faint of heart with me. But those who are courageous, those who are willing to show up to this work, it's like heaven on earth. It it is the pathway forward. So that's why I commit to do this work in my life. Decide that you are going to be committed to doing your work for your growth. This is the pathway forward. This is the new technology. This is the moment. You are, you know, going back to last week, you are the light in the world, my friend. And, you know, what's so interesting about this is I wish... I wish I could just give this realization to my kids. I wish I could give it to my wife at times. I wish I could just bestow it upon me. And that's not the way of it. The way of it is growing my capacity, growing my ability to see shame, see embarrassment show up. And maybe I catch it. Most times I'm going to miss it. Can I go back? Can I give myself that allowance, that commitment to decide to go back and do my work so I can love into me and so I can bring that light back to you, my dear friend. I love you and I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful week. See you next week. Hey, Self-Kindness with Pete listener, I see you. Let's let that light shine in the world. My one-on-one self-kindness coaching is the culmination of all of this work, of all of this information that comes out on the podcast, brought down and consolidated so that you get results quickly and effectively that are specific to your life. Hey, we all have human thoughts. And we can all be awakened using this thought work technology. I would love to work with you. I think it is so important for you to do this work. So reach out. You can find my link in these show notes. Or you can go over to PeteSibley.com and set up a consultation today. These days.